Oh my god, talk get about the hell out of here. You can dude. talk about Rogers get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, what is the need to bring up the Yankees? You it's just, I it's just it's just stuff to bring up. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude! This came out of nowhere! Clemson is a top team. Don't start with that. Clemson's a top team, no doubt. A hundred percent. Unless they're on Saturday. Then, then they might move down. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Goat Chat. We're here for our 60th episode. A little bit of a milestone here. As always, we're going to start with the Goat of the number today. It's the Goat of the number 60. I'll start with you, Connor. Who's your Goat of the number 60? So this was a tough one. I mean, there were a few really good options. There was a quarterback from way far back who wore number 60 in the early part of his career. But you know me, I'm a linebacker guy. So I'm going to go with Czech. Chuck Benderick. I don't know if I pronounced that last name right, but he played for the Eagles in the early 40s, 50s, 60s, I think. And he was eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro. Those six All-Pros came in six straight seasons. He was a two-time NFL champ before there was the – overall Super Bowl because the AFL and the NFL were separated during his time. He was on the all 1950s team and he is a part of the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. He's a very good linebacker. I'm not going to try and pronounce the last name again, but Chuck is my go to the number 60. That's a great pick, Connor. Mike, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I feel like Otto, Otto Graham is still <laughs> slept on by us and just the uh, NFL fan community as a whole. He was a really great quarterback for his time. Um, he, he was a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time NFL champ, four-time AAFC champ. Um, he was also a seven-time All-Pro player. Um, of course, he's in the Hall of Fame, part of the Hall of Fame 1950s team, 1950s team with Chuck Bednarik. Um, he was just very – he was the best quarterback of his time period. He threw for um, over 2,000 yards for over half his career. And obviously that seems like nothing now, but the game back then was very – was much more defense oriented and much more run heavy. So Otto Graham started to revolutionize the game of football by throwing the ball down the field more. And just his volume of passing was nothing that uh, that time period has ever seen. So it has to be Otto Graham here. Yeah, that's a really good pick too. Matt, who do you have? I'm going to have to agree with Connor here. I'm going to go with Chuck Benarek. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it, Mike? Can you please? Benarek. Benarek. N-A-R-I-K. Yeah, I, I can read, but uh, Chuck <laughs> Benderick. Well, you can't pronounce it, so. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you for that. But um, Connor's, Connor kind of took my notes because I was about to say the five-time uh, All-Pro in this early. Yeah, five-time All-Pro in the consecutive years. But, Connor, uh, thank you for saying that. So, I'm just going to have to agree with Connor here. He kind of took everything I was going to say. Uh, right out of my mouth just just a great pick Otto Graham of course too I don't think I don't think we're sleeping on him per se but he did have those couple years with the number 14 uh he had a couple pro bowl years with 14 he actually had three uh all pro years with the number 14 so of course he's a great pick too um I'm just gonna have to go with Chuck Bednarik for the go number 60. Tommy, why don't you wrap us up here with your go to the number 60? I mean, a couple episodes ago, you showed us your list on your phone when we were talking about Lawrence Taylor. Are you going to go with the guy that was on your list? No, I'm not going to go with Dallas Keuchel for this one. I should, but I'm going to go with Otto Graham because I don't know. It's hard for me to go with a baseball player that, you know, he's only been in, you know, a few all-star games and, and then I'm comparing him with Otto Graham, who's a hall of famer. So I have to go with him for today. You gave all the stats, Mike. It's a great pick. 
um, you know, as you mentioned, Hall of Fame, uh, the five-time Pro Bowler, 174 career touchdowns he had. So he put together a really good career, and I have to go with him today. An honorable mention could be Dallas Keuchel, but got to go with Otto Graham today. I mean, could we go back 10 episodes to when Tommy picked Adam Wainwright for number 50, and now he's saying that for number 60 he can't pick a baseball player with just a couple all-star appearances? Uh, You live and learn. You live and learn. Hey, let me say, though, Adam Wainwright just won the Roberto Clemente Award. So, you know, props to him for that. Um, You know, his performance on the field, not necessarily sure. Oh, thank you for the clapping there. Um, But, yeah, not necessarily sure if, uh, you know, his talents on the field get him to that GOAT status, but I went with him that week. Well, as always, we have a great episode planned for you guys. It's always been a good go-to-the-number segment. This one does does fulfill those shoes. We're going to be getting into our next segment next. Welcome back to Go Chat. Last episode, we touched a little on the NFC East. Very heated argument. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Now we're going to go into the AFC North. There are three very competitive teams. One we know is the Steelers, who are just lost to the Bills. Their second losing, they're on a winning, losing streak of two, excuse me. And then there's two other very competitive teams, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, who we just saw this past weekend, an amazing Monday Night Football game. I'll just say that right now. Baltimore ended up winning that by a field goal. So we're going to touch on all three of those teams, but I'm going to start with the best team by record, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to phrase this however you want, but I'm, I'm going to phrase this. Are the Steelers frauds? Connor, I'm going to throw it to you first. You're a Steelers believer since the day the season started. So, so I absolutely would free flashback to our early season predictions. I do have, I did have Pittsburgh Steelers winning the division. And I still think that is a, a real possibility, but I mean, we see them playing a good team in Buffalo now. And I mean, they didn't win it and Buffalo really, I mean, the score, what they want Buffalo won by 11. It really wasn't that close of a game throughout. I mean, Buffalo's defense really controlled Pittsburgh and it's tough to say, really, but I mean, Ben is Ben Roethlisberger in his postgame um, press conference is saying that if he actually sucks, he's he's contemplating retirement. I mean, it was their second loss of the season. Um, I mean, they came out, they started off eleven and zero. Everyone thought that they were they were legit. I mean, the Miami Dolphins of nineteen seventy something with Don Shula were holding their breath, hoping that they were still the only team with the perfect season, and obviously, they still continue to be so, but. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers could be frauds. Obviously, they gave up the uh, number one seed in the AFC to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think if they have to play wild card round weekend, depending on who the opponent is, I think it could be a tough matchup for them. Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think um, once the Steelers really came up to against some formidable opponents, they kind of folded, especially uh, – this past Sunday against the Bills. I was extremely disappointed in their play. Uh, me and Tommy picked them to win the game. I honestly thought that they were going to bounce back, but they didn't. And we kind of saw what kind of team the Steelers actually are. They are a team who really isn't that great offensively. They're middle of, of the pack, um, passing the ball. And running the ball, they're absolutely horrible. Uh, the Texans are the only worst team in the league. Um, uh, running wise, their defense is still fantastic. They only allowed um, 23 points to the Bills this past weekend. They've been fantastic all season. That's not the problem. But I think the problem for the Steelers' offense right now is that they're not able to run the ball. James Conner, Benny Snell, 
and Anthony McFarlane are just guys. They have a great offensive line, so that's not the issue. And also, Ben can't throw the ball down the field anymore. He's just dinking and dunking uh, short passes with Juju, Deontay Johnson, and uh, Clay's, I mean Chase Claypool. So I feel like Big Ben is very limited in his uh, uh, passing arch, passing arsenal. Excuse me. So I feel like that's also one of the Steelers uh, um, in their offense. And of course, drops from wide receivers don't help. Deontay Johnson dropped the ball like three times against the Bills at least. Um, so I feel like it's you can't really pinpoint on one thing um, specifically, like one position group. But one thing that you can pinpoint it on is the offense. The offense has not played up to par. They're not playing like a Super Bowl contender. And in order to fix this team, the offense has to play better. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, Mike. I mean, they certainly do have to play better. But at the same time, I think they will be okay. And, you know, we've talked about the injuries that they have. That certainly played a factor. And, um, you know, I think you bring up a good point with the schedule, Connor. I mean, you know, they, they didn't have the toughest schedule. But at the same time, I think they are one of the best teams in football. I don't think that, you know, they – it was a fluke that they got to where they were at 11 and 0. I just think, you know, the injuries have caught up with them. I think they will be okay once they get some players back, but um, you know, at the same time though, they have to play better. It, it's a combination of things right now, right? They have the injuries and they're just not playing well. So that's tough, but they'll get through it. And, you know, I think it's better to go through this right now um, than in a few weeks when you're in the postseason. So, you know, this is something that every team goes through. Um, you know, at every point in the season or at different points in the season. So I think that they're going to be okay, but yeah, they certainly have to get better. Um, you know, you mentioned against Buffalo, some drop passes there that just simply can't happen, but you know, they know that and I'm sure they'll get better and uh, you know, they'll be back on the winning path soon, hopefully. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Tommy. Um, obviously they've been plagued with a lot of injuries lately, which which isn't helping. And then at the same time, the offensive coordinator, uh, Randy Fitchner, he's not calling like good plays. It's just, they're, they're, the play call is awful. And I'll, I didn't watch the whole game on um, Sunday night against the Bills because, you know, final stuff, whatever. Um, but when I was watching, those wide receivers can't catch, they can't catch a ball. I mean, like there's so many drops. Their offense is not looking at all like it did early in the season. So, I still have hope for them going further in the Super Bowl or into the playoffs. Not necessarily a Super Bowl just because the Kansas City Chiefs are there, but you know, they have a defense. And if the offense clicks again like they once were early in the season, then I think they're going to be fine. So I personally am not going to write them off as frauds just yet. They were definitely, I think they were definitely a little overrated for an 11 0 team, but I still, I still think they're capable of going to the conference. Uh, championship of course um alongside the Kansas City Chiefs but it, it also all depends about the matchups that they're going to get in the playoffs whether it's going to be upsets or not so it's kind of hard to tell I mean and I'm just looking at the percentage for them right now to win the Super Bowl via 538 a great website if you guys uh, haven't checked it out they have a five percent chance to win the Super Bowl and earlier in the year it was like what that's like the the sixth best chance for the Super Bowl Early in the year, they were like what second, third chance to win the Super Bowl. So um, they've they've had a rough streak, but I I think they could turn this around definitely. Well, and you know, looking at their schedule versus the Browns' schedule the rest of the way, 
I honestly think that the Browns have a good shot at this division still, and that would be incredible for Cleveland. But I mean, we look at the Steelers schedule. They have the Bengals next week on Monday night, which in all reality should be a win for the Steelers. And they have the Colts um, the following week, which is going to be a tough game. The Colts are a good team. They're fighting for a, uh, a wild card um, spot. And then they have the Browns to finish the season where the Browns have the Giants next week on Sunday night, which I mean, the Brown or the Giants did not play good on Sunday. And obviously everyone who watched the um, episode last week thought that I was a, a big voucher for the Giants. I don't think they came out and played incredibly well. And the Browns have the Jets. So I think that's two wins. I think it's honestly this division is going to come down to when the Steelers and Browns play on January 3rd. And with momentum being the way it is in the NFL, I think the Browns are going to carry momentum even after losing on Monday night. Um, that's the second most points the Browns have put up in a loss in franchise history at 42. And there's definitely just a different mentality around Cleveland, not necessarily change this conversation to Cleveland based, but there's a different mentality around there. And I mean, even with the limited fans that were allowed in the stadium on Monday night, I mean, the place was rocking. You had the, the dog pound was there and Baker played well, Nick Chubb, um, cream hunt all played really well. I mean, Donovan people's Jones, Jarvis Landry. I mean, the team's coming together and for being a nine and four team after what they've been in recent years, I think Cleveland has a legitimate shot to win the division and not only that, but make a pretty deep uh, playoff run. I mean, it's all going to come down to week 16 um, uh, for the Steelers and the Browns because of the Steelers, Steelers, all they need to do is win two games. So I think week 15, I'm counting that as a win because it's Brandon Allen and the Bengals. Um, and then at week 16, the Colts, who, who looked very good uh, defensively, had some flashes of a great offense. So it's all going to come down to that week. And that, that's really going to be interesting for the week 17 matchup between Steelers and Browns. Um, you know, uh, I was talking with with my brother yesterday, I think it was. And week 17, they net, they always flex a, Sunday, uh, a game for Sunday night because they don't uh, broadcast one or they don't uh what do i want to call it they don't schedule one beforehand they just flex a game and i think that this game is going to get flexed cleveland uh brown cleveland steelers i think it's for one o'clock but i definitely think that it, it can be flexed to sunday night football which would mean the browns have three primetime games and then in about four weeks which would be surprising five weeks four weeks whatever well i mean if uh the steelers do come out and beat the colts and the Bengals, then um we don't really know if that if that game is going to get flexed. Uh, to be fair, but yeah. um, I, I feel like both teams are very formidable. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call the Steelers frauds, um, just because we we have seen how uh, great they are. They beat the Titans, they beat the Ravens, and uh, just um, moving back to Cleveland since we're going to shift this conversation more to Cleveland and uh, the Baltimore game. My concern is their defense. You know. Obviously, they put up 42 points, great, whatnot. Well, they also allowed 45. Their rush defense was horrible. And yes, you know, the Ravens have the uh, the best rushing attack in the whole league. But it it, it was still not uh, convincing to me. It, it didn't give me any confidence in that side of the ball for Cleveland, especially considering that uh, Miles Garrett went down with an injury during the game. I'm not sure what his condition is right now and whether he will return to the field soon. Uh, but Miles um, Garrett has been by far the best player on the defensive side. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. And without them, the defense is really going to have to struggle. And I'm not sure as good as 
uh, Cleveland looked this past week. Are they going to be able to put like 30, 40 points up every week? That's really tough to do in the NFL. That's, that's extremely tough to do. I feel like they, they could just because of how many weapons they have on offense and how good their running game is, which opens up their passing game and, and all that stuff. But that's my concern for Cleveland right now. Is their defense going to be able to tread water enough for, to let the offense do their job and win games? Well, I mean, and a comment on Miles Garrett is he did go down with the injury, but he was back in the game to uh, to finish last night. So his injury seems like it, it wasn't serious because he was able to be back out on the field for the fourth quarter of that game. But I, I do understand the concern about the defense. I mean, giving up 45 points to, to any team in the NFL isn't what a defensive coordinator or the 11 people on that side of the ball want to see. But you also have to realize that you're lining up against Lamar Jackson, who was out for two series, and the number one rush offense in the league with Lamar Jackson, who I think ran over 150. You had J.K. Dobbins, who found the end zone. Gus Edwards found the end zone. There wasn't a lot of Mark Ingram yesterday. But, um, I mean, they have a great rushing attack. And, unfortunately, on that fourth down play, when they were hoping to seal the game at 35-34, to 34, um, Lamar was back out on the field after the two-minute warning. And they, uh, the safeties um, crashed down on him to try to stop him running. And he just popped him over the middle of Marquise Brown. I mean, that's the type of explosiveness – that Lamar Jackson and Baltimore brings to the field every Sunday where, I mean, it's going to be offensive onslaughters every time um, Baltimore touches the field, if you want to win a game against Baltimore and Cleveland stepped up to the plate. I think they impressed a lot of people last night. Obviously they were, they were favorited by America on, I saw that on the ESPN thing pregame that they were favorited, but I mean, a lot of people thought Baltimore would go into Cleveland and win that game pretty handily. And for Cleveland to go in there and play the way they did, I think it definitely impressed a lot of people. And I think it's time that the NFL finally has their notice open for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think Cleveland's, uh, I would like to say they're going to make the playoffs given that they play the Giants and the Jets for the next two weeks. And I think that that'll seal it at 11 and four uh, record, but yeah, Cleveland, they definitely, I, I'm not a Cleveland believer. I mean, I've, I laughed like what last, it was definitely, it was last week. So I laughed when you said, yeah, when when you said about Baker Mayfield, I I just never been a Cleveland believer, but they've they've showed me that their offense is legit. Kind of worried about their defense, but they're going to be a playoff team, and I'm I'd really love to see. I think the AFC playoffs, the first round at least, the wild card is going to be really interesting because you're not going to have the Chiefs, who, in my mind, are literally just going to dominate, but. You're going to have the Bills, Steelers, Colts, Titans, Browns, Ravens probably just because their schedule coming up. But that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting wild card, especially um, especially with the Browns there. Um, just just talking about the wild card, who do you think is uh, going to grab that last spot? Do you think the Miami Dolphins are going to hold on? and uh, uh, be able to hold on to that spot? Or do we think the Ravens are going to be able to uh, swoop in and uh, snag it from them? Tommy, I'll, I'll kick it to you first because you didn't really talk about the Cleveland Browns too much. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think that they have a pretty strong team out there. But I don't know. That's a tough question, though, because at the same time you saw what the Ravens were able to do on Monday night against Cleveland. And I think with Lamar Jackson, you always have a chance, I think, that you know, he's going to give his team a chance to win every single time they're out there. Um, you know, for me, it's going to be the Dolphins. I just think that overall as a team, they're in a better place. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore was able to uh, 
you know, squeeze into the postseason. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Tony, what do you think? I saw you were going to say something before. I swung it to Tommy. So uh, let me know what you think. Well, I am going to agree with Tommy here with the Dolphins. I definitely do think that the uh, the Ravens have an easier schedule playing the Jaguars, Bengals, and then the Giants, I think, they play. But, I mean, the Dolphins' defense has really been the focal point for their entire team this year. And I truly believe they have a Coach of the Year candidate in Brian Flores who's really rallied around his team. And we saw a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even last week, when there was the big um, altercation between Cincinnati and Miami. Brian Flores is right out on the field and, that's type of the coach mentality that you want to have where even if he doesn't get involved in anything, it shows that he has his players back and he's ready to be out there. And as far as the defense, I mean, they're playing the Patriots Raiders and bills the last three weeks of the season. And the Patriots offense has been known to struggle the last couple of weeks or not last couple of weeks. They beat the Chargers 45 to nothing, but they struggled last week against the Rams defense. And they have the Raiders who have also been up and down throughout the season. I mean, they only scored, what was it? Three or nine points on the Falcons. So, I mean, those are tough games. Then it, it's definitely going to come down for the Dolphins to week 17. And I mean, who knows? I don't know off the top of my head what the Bills schedule is the rest of the year. But I mean, that week 17 game could still potentially be coming down to a uh, an AFC East divisional matchup. That might be a game that gets flexed if if things go the Dolphins' way. I'm not saying that they will. I, def- I do think the the Bills hold the, hold the fort there. But I mean, I think the Dolphins could swoop in. I'm not firm believers in Baltimore because – it's been their defense that everybody has been talking about and they have Marlon Humphrey and their defense did play good yesterday. They forced three fumbles, something like that, but I don't, did they um, recover any of them? I know Marlon Humphrey forced two fumbles off for Shard Higgins in the same drive. And I don't, they weren't recovered either of those. They had the one interception on the Baker throw, but I mean, they still allowed 42 points to Cleveland. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about how bad Cleveland's defense was, or how we're worried about that. I would say that I'm worried about the Ravens defense just the same. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to definitely be down to the Ravens and Dolphins, I think. I don't think the Raiders are going to find their way back into it or even the Patriots. It's going to be it's going to be a close close race, and I think it's going to come down to some crucial Dolphins games. Matt, what do you think? Uh, just to answer your question, Connor, Bulls are playing Denver, New England, and then Miami. So um, – I don't think I don't th- I think that's Buffalo's division. Um, but in regards to the seventh seed, I gotta go with the Ravens. I mean, their schedule just it's easy. And Jacksonville, Giants, Bengals. I mean, if they if both teams win out, then yeah, the Dolphins will be taking that. But I think I think at the end of the day, Dolphins are gonna lose to Buffalo. Um, I'll I'll give them a win versus Vegas, but um Comparing these teams, these two teams, I think the Dolphins are a better overall team. Like Tommy said, I would give the edge to the Dolphins. Um, but I I just can't see the Ravens losing another game, just especially with how much point, how many points that offense put up and the, the rushing offense, like you alluded to before, Connor, it was just insane. I mean, Lamar was going off on, on the run. So I'm going to have to side with the Ravens on that. I mean, even with Gardner Minshew back at quarterbacking for the Jacksonville Jaguars, no. Gardner Minshew's the go. Well, he, he James Robinson, but <clears throat> he, he's not winning the game against Baltimore. And I'm gonna have to agree with Matt here. I just feel like that the Reigns are, are gonna roll through the their opponent their opponents for the rest of the season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyways, I've been a big believer in the Dolphins this whole year. Um, uh. 
what what when Tua started, uh, I said that they have a real shot at making the playoffs, and everyone laughed at me. But here we are now with the Dolphins on the cuff of making the playoffs. But even if with my big belief in Tua and the Miami Dolphins team as a whole, I'm gonna have to go with the Ravens here. I just I'm I'm not exactly sure what game, um, the Dolphins are gonna lose. It could be I feel like the next three opponents, they're all tough matchups. Bill Belichick, we've still uh, seen him come out and win big games. We've seen him pull pull off uh, defensive masterminds like he did against um, the Ravens. He only allowed like what twenty points to the Chiefs. Yeah, they struggled last week, but you really never know um, what they could possibly bring bring to the table. And with the Raiders, they're only a game behind back of the Dolphins right now. So they still have a shot at the playoffs if they lose this week. I'm not – oh, and no, they're playing the Chargers. So I'd say they probably win that game. So if they beat the Dolphins, that really improves their chances uh, there. And for the Bills, they're not going to wrestle any players because they're going to be playing in the divisional round. So they, you know, want to keep it going and want to play a divisional rival tough, right? So I think the Dolphins are going to end up losing one of those games and uh, the Ravens are still going to be able to sneak into the playoffs, even though they were uh, disappointing in the middle part of the season. That'll be interesting to see. I mean, last year we saw just one team from the AFC North be in the playoffs with Baltimore winning the division. And if we potentially have three teams from a division in, in the playoffs now, I mean, especially with the expanded playoffs now with the seven teams, it is a little bit more likely now, but I mean, even still three teams, from a division in one playoff, that's that's a strong division. I think we've gone from two different spectrums. In that last episode, we were talking about the NFC East, where every single team is under 500, and now we have um, three teams who combined have what four, six, nine losses. That's impressive. No, Baltimore has, Baltimore has five losses, five, seven, eleven losses. There well, you go. Um, there we go. That's some math for you on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Any other comments before we move uh, into our next segment? All right, let's hop right into it. Welcome back to Goat Chat. We are back with another edition of Goat Picks. The leaderboard is up, and yes, there are two new leaders. Connor is finally not in first. It's me and Mike. Congrats, Mike. I, I want to say congrats to you. Congrats, Connor. Good job. We, we really pulled it off this week. We, we just got to finish strong. Hey, you guys You guys had a good week last week. I, I faltered. Um, this is a position that I'm not known for right now. I'm kind of treading some water here. I'm hopefully to get back up there soon. He, he's feeling the pressure. He knows it. He feels it in his stomach. He's feeling the butterflies. Yeah, there's what, 14 days left? I, uh, what's, what's today's day? Today's the 15th, so 16. 16 more okay. Days. There's 16 days left. Me and Mike flipped the coin. Uh, Mike is going to go first. We got Thursday night football. We always do Thursday night football. The LA Chargers, four and nine versus the Las Vegas Raiders, who are seven and six. Mike, who are you going to go with? Um, the Chargers had a, a decent win against Atlanta. I thought Justin Herbert was going to tear them up a bit more. And uh, although the Raiders haven't looked great, I still think that they're the far superior team to uh, the Chargers. Just for some reason, Anthony Lynn is, does not like winning games. He's, he's allergic to them. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. The Raiders here, excuse me. Yeah, um, we picked this game. We picked the first edition when it came around. I picked the Chargers. Kind of ate my words, so I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Uh, the Raiders are just a better coach team. We know Anthony Lynn, and even though I, I like the Chargers um, offense, I'm still going to stick with the Raiders. 
Connor, you're in third. You're not first. Who are you going to go with? This is. I think this is a lot of a closer game than we're making it out to be. I am going to go with the Raiders here, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a Chargers win, um, only for the simple fact that the Raiders, I mean, they struggled a couple weeks ago against the Jets, and they're the Jets. And that defense, I mean, they allowed the Jets to really pick them apart. So, I mean, you have Justin Herbert, who is still striving towards the uh, NFL rookie passing touchdown record. I think he could break it. It's going to be close. But I am going to go with the Raiders here. And Tommy, finally. I'm going to agree. I got to go with the Raiders here. I just think that they're a better team. And I agree with you, Connor. I think that it could be a close game, but I just think that we're going to see Las Vegas come out on top here. Okay. And now we got three college football games that are happening on Saturday. They're all championship games. We're going to start with the Big 12 championship. This is at noon, uh, number 11, Oklahoma versus number seven, Iowa State. Mike, who are you going to go with? Wow, this is a really good game here. I think it's going to be a, a very close one. I think both teams are very formidable, but I think Oklahoma has really started to pick it up. Recently, uh, Lincoln Riley has gotten his, uh, his players into shape, and uh, I think last week's game against West Virginia getting canceled, uh, that'll definitely help me in rest before uh, the Big 12 championship. I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Um, they've been at this big stage before. I'm meaning Lincoln Riley has been coaching at this big stage before. We know the type of caliber Oklahoma could be. They had a little rocky uh, start to begin to start the season, but Spencer Rattler has found a way to bring back Oklahoma, rally them back. So I'm going to take them over Iowa State here. Connor, who are you going to go with? I wish you guys went Iowa State because I – you know, this is a really close game, and I want to try to get a game back up on you guys. I can't go against Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler or Lincoln Riley, though. They Lincoln Riley, as Matt has said, that they he's been there before. He has the experience. I think that's going to be what puts them over Iowa State in this game. Tommy, are you going to go with Iowa State? I'm going to go with Iowa State. I don't have anything to lose at this point, so I'm going to go with them. Um, you know, I agree with everything you said. I think Oklahoma is a great team, and Lincoln Riley, he's been in these situations as a coach before. So, you know, I think that it's going to be a really good game, but I just think that Iowa State's going to come out on top. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty much going with them because you guys picked against them, but we'll see. The next game we got is at 4 p.m. It's the ACC Championship. Number three, Clemson versus no, number two, Notre Dame. Clemson's only loss was to Notre Dame earlier in the season without Trevor Lawrence. Now that Trevor Lawrence is starting, Mike, are you going to go with Clemson or Notre Dame? 100% Clemson. I, I think that it's going to be a 10-point-plus victory for Clemson. This is a revenge game for them. Uh, we know that Clemson and Dabo Sweeney do not lose often, so when they do, it's quite memorable. They lost in dramatic fashion against Notre Dame with their backup quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to change uh, the world for them, and I think that they're going to beat Notre Dame pretty handily. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm not going to go against Dabo Sweeney or Trevor Lawrence here. Um, I mean, you look at the intro. I said Clemson's the best team in that college football. Now do I think they're the best team? I'm Not really, but still, that that's part of my intro. I'm going to live up to it. So I'm going to go with Clemson here. Connor, you looked a little upset. Yeah, whatever. I'm going Clemson too. <laughs> Tommy, you're going to finish this off with Clemson. Yeah, I have to go with Clemson here. Like you said, Mike, they're going to come back and win this game. They – their only loss of the year was to Notre Dame. And what people forget about that game too, is that there were people um, there. I forget their names, but 
there are players on the defense from Clemson, um, some key guys that were injured as well. Mm -hmm. And they gave up, let me see, they gave up 47 points in that game. I don't think that's going to happen again. And like you said, um, Trevor Lawrence being back, I think he's the difference maker and uh, they're going to win this game. No problem. The final game we have is the SEC championship at 8 p.m. Uh, number one, Alabama versus number six, Florida. I feel like this is going to go one-sided again. It's just, you know, we have to do these games. They're the championship games. Mike, who are you going to go with? Yeah, I'm going with Bama. Florida got upset by LSU last week. They really haven't been too dominant the whole season. And, well, Alabama has been the complete opposite, 100% Alabama. As much as uh, Kyle Trask has been balling out for Florida, I'm going to have to go with Bama. Uh, I think they're the best team in college football. Mac Jones and Devonta Smith, the best duo in college football. Can't go against them. Connor, I feel like you're going to go with Alabama too. I have to take a shot in the dark and go Florida. It's the only way. It's the only way I can do anything here. Obviously, the the upset to LSU is obviously due to Marco Wilson throwing a cleat. I mean, LSU was in that game 100%, but I I do believe that Florida can win this game. Kyle Trask can play incredibly well. The line doesn't favor them. The the atmosphere doesn't favor them of any sort. But I'm going to take a shot in the dark and go Florida here. Uh, I, I just have one quick question. Why don't you choose, like, any of the two other games? I feel like Notre Dame and um, Iowa State both have much better chances to beat their opponent than Florida does. I'm just curious. I just – I don't know. I just got the feeling, man. I feel like you're just going to blow this up. Like, you're, you're only behind two games. And Matt, like- it's okay. Leave him. Tommy, who are you picking? Um, I have to go with Alabama. I mean, Connor, you're giving away a win right there, I think. But, I mean, yeah, I don't have too much to say. I think it's going to be Alabama, no problem. But we'll All see. Right. Well, let, let, let's let's move into uh, go to the week quick so Connor doesn't change his mind. We'll see you there next. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We got the go of the week coming up. Leaderboard is up. I, I won again. I'm not surprised. I picked Aaron Rodgers last week. Um, so I got like a three-point, three whatever you want to call it, lead on you guys. Um, so might as well we get started. Uh, Connor, I'll start with you. Who do you have? I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles sensation, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> he had 167 yards through the air. He did have a passing touchdown as well and 106 yards rushing, but that the stats don't mean anything. It was the fact that he came in in his first career NFL start and knocked off the 10 and two New Orleans Saints, who a lot of people thought would be finishing at 14 and two. And I think included on this podcast, I think one of you, I don't remember who said that the, um, Saints might finish 14 and two, but he went in there and he was able to knock them off. And I mean, who knows with the NFC East, it could have potentially gotten the Eagles back into a conversation. The Cowboys might be back in the conversation. Who knows? But for now, it's going to be Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. He is my go to the week. I mean, I'm just going to say, the only reason why the Eagles won that game is, well, not the only reason, but partially the big reason was because of Josh Sweat's fumble and Duke Riley's interception, the turnovers that they got. Because Jalen Hurts did fumble the ball to give New Orleans a, a little shot back in the game. But great pick as always. Tommy, I'm going to go to you. Yeah, I got to go with Jonathan Taylor uh, for this week. He had a really good week in uh, the Colts victory against the Raiders on Sunday. Um, 150 yards. Uh, two touchdowns. He had a really good game overall. 
Um, so yeah, I gotta go with him today. And Mike, I'm going with Lamar Jackson, big trust. <laughs> I mean, he put on a show against Cleveland. He put up 47 points, and you know, he, he left uh like what what was it like in the fourth quarter? It was he had cramps. Who knows? He might have uh, had his Paul Pierce moment right there, had to take a number two in the bathroom. We have no idea. He's denying it, but it doesn't matter because he played absolutely amazing. Um, 163 uh, passing yards and a touchdown. A near-perfect QBR uh, on a scale of 1 to 100. He had a 99.5. He also had nine carries for 124 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. He was absolutely sensational. He channeled his 2019 MVP form, and he is 100% this week's go of the week. I'm just saying Jalen Hurts had more yards passing than Lamar Jackson, but it's okay. Go ahead, Matt. Why don't you give us your pick? Who scored 47 points? He scored 45. The defense scored a safety. Okay, 45 points. Congrats. Congrats, buddy. And also the defense intercepted. The defense also intercepted the ball to get to the one-yard line, so I, I would not. Know Lamar Jackson could also kick a 55-yard field goal or any of the extra points. Or he got the touchdown from J.K. Dobbins or any of those sort of things. Okay, are we going to discredit what the whole team for Baltimore did for Lamar Jackson? We could go to Philadelphia and do the exact same thing. That's the most stupid point I've ever heard. Well, I didn't say Jalen Hurts scored, scored 27 points. You just said Lamar Jackson scored 47. Okay. Lamar Jackson led the Ravens to a 45-point game. Is that better? Precisely. <laughs> Matt, who's your goal of the week? All right. So, you know, I've been in, I'm in the lead. I thought I would be nice to you guys. I'd let you guys pick first. <laughs> you know, Connor, if you guys don't know, we, we text about like who we're going to pick and whoever gets it first gets it. Connor texted Jalen Hurts. Like a second later, Mike texted Jonathan Taylor. He ended up switching that, but still I decided to let them pick first. Tommy is like MIA in every chat. So. <laughs> That's not true. That's, well, I, I'm there sometimes. I'll admit, I'm not there as much as I should be, but I'm in the chat every once in a while. Tom, Tommy's a busy man, you know. Uh, we, we don't know his uh, off-the-podcast uh, activities, but anyways, Matt, who's your goal of the week? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm picking the guy I wanted to pick in the first place. It's Derek out of me. This guy's name's been mentioned like five times. <laughs> every single week. He had 215 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Like, come on, dude. He's a tank. I mean, like, I think he's got, like, I don't know. Is it, it's four. It might be four, com- like, a combined. Uh, four hundred yard, two touchdown games. Yeah, like, combined. It's it's insane. Like, don't help him. If he can't get it out, don't let him get it out. I was going to get it out, dude. It's yeah. just a matter of seconds, but. The guy is insane. He he's easily gonna win the code of the week again. It's okay. As as good as Derrick Henry was, he did not come out of the locker room. He didn't score forty five points. Yeah, you're right. He did not score forty five points. But Lamar Jackson came out of the locker room, subbed in uh, on a fourth down for Trace the Goat McSorley. Unfortunately, he's injured. We don't know exactly his status on that. But he came out fourth down, made some crucial plays, and really stopped the momentum from swinging to Cleveland. I mean, he made one crucial – I'm not discrediting him at all, but he made one crucial play, and that's the, the Browns' fault. <laughs> like, Marquise Brown was wide open. I'm surprised the guy didn't drop it. <laughs> no, because because they sunk down because they thought he was going to run for it. So yeah. his, his, his rushing threat allowed Marquise Brown to get open. Yeah, I mean, he would have got the first down anyway, but still. 
Um, I think before before that throw, he had like 120 throwing yards. But uh, well, I'm going to cut this off. I don't want to talk about Lamar Jackson anymore. It's been a great episode number 60 of Go Chat. Obviously, number 60 is a big milestone. Milestone as we hit each another 10. I mean, the next next milestone is 70. But I mean, as always, it's been great to sit here and laugh and talk sports with these guys. Episodes one through 60. So obviously, just always have a pleasure of coming on with them. We also do appreciate you hit that subscribe button, like, and follow support us on Instagram. We're just going to continue going up through the support. We are hitting the end of our finals season. So we're ramping all up into goat chat um, territory. We're going to hopefully get something going here. I don't know what I'm saying here. This is really long winded. We got, Hey, Hey, we got NBA to look forward to. We got, we got NBA. Thank you, Matt. You, you subbed there in for me, but anyways, you guys all have a great, healthy rest of your week and we'll see you guys again on Saturday.